Hello, people of the internet. Welcome to the Gosh Daniel podcast. We're back after our week break for, what was it, like midterms and things like that. Sure, now, let's just say we were busy. Then and now we're, actually we were because you were on vacation so we couldn't record. So, yeah, that's it too. I, I yeah, apologize. And I was also actually busy. So it was kind of a, you know, kind of both things really. Um, But yeah, anyways, so there are lots of things to talk about uh today there's some trailers four trailers to be exact there are two movies to talk about and then there's some like you know we wanted to kind of talk about the major oscar things the major oscar things um yeah so i guess first we should talk about trailers in uh chronological order from the several weeks that they came out within um first was mary poppins returns which was Uh a thing that i did not care about I guess just just to make this clear, I don't think we're exactly a news pos- podcast because we're not on it enough to be one. <laughs> so, well, we are when we record weekly, but then when you go on a true. stupid vacation and won't record the day before you go, then we're not anymore. And that's yeah. really sad, isn't it? I so, apologize. You know, it's, it's, I'm it's, a horrible person. It's, it's hard to keep up with things when, you know, it's... It's really just a one-man band here, and I'm... You're the only dependent. one that's committed. I had to do three math lessons, okay? Three in one day, all right? That's a lot. And you know what I had to do? What? I had to edit and record podcasts for my entire life. You know, we, we've done 46 podcasts. This is the 47th, and I would say I did a good 30 of them. A so. good 30 of them. Hey, I did 16. Whoa, that's At cool. At most, probably less. <laughs> you're mean well i'm just being honest so yeah, it's true but but you what know, do you feel think, about mary poppins daniel i think mary poppins is great you know emily blunt is great because she's married to john krasinski and she's going to be great. in a quiet place in april on april 6th yeah so and, it's gonna and be how great do you feel about the movie that she's uh gonna be in in what is it, no, December, where she's Mary Poppins. Do you think that'll be good or bad or boring? I just, it's weird because I just legitimately don't care. Like, yeah. I like I liked Mary Poppins. I thought it was great. It, was, it, was, it wasn't one of those cases where it was like my childhood or something, um, where I was like, I watched it so many times as a kid. No, I, I watched it, I think, once, and I thought it was good. I liked it. I can appreciate a good musical, I guess. And so, yeah, it was nice, it was fun, and they're remaking it. Or not remaking, they're making a sequel for it. So that's all I can say about it. I really don't have an opinion. I could go on a spiel about how they could they could focus their energies on making new things, new fun things that don't have to be sequels or continuations of things that have already been made. But we've already gone on that spiel here. So we have. I don't need that was like our first that. episode even. So it really was. So yeah. I don't care. I'll probably go see it and I'll probably end up liking it, but it, it just, I don't think it'll be like this amazing, you know, blow my socks off type movie where I'm like five stars. This is unbelievable. I'm obsessing over it. it it'll be like, Oh yeah, it was a good Disney movie. Yeah. Maybe at most a four star movie. Yeah, it's got probably. Lin-Manuel Miranda in it, and I'm pretty sure he, he's he's a horrible singer, okay? So if you've heard him sing, okay? Not like Ooh, that's rap. just controversial right there. No, but like listen to the, um, so he did, uh, what are they called? Uh, for, for Moana, obviously, like he, he went through all those. But when you hear the recordings 
uh, like the demos that he did with him singing, he's really bad at singing and it's painful. Really? I want to listen to them now. So I, I don't know if he has to sing a lot. I probably won't be so happy, but I bet he's a fine actor, I guess. I don't know. I haven't Uh really seen him act in anything. So yeah, Yeah. I, I don't really care either. I don't know. I like the original, I guess, but as a kid, it actually was really boring to me because I'm like, there are cartoon penguins at one point, but you have to wait the whole movie to get to the cartoon part. And so I didn't like it. But uh, I don't know. I like it now. And I really don't care one way or another. I'll probably like it anyways, but I really uh-huh. don't care. Wow, but next great. is really exciting. And that's why I'm not saying that, gosh, they shouldn't make sequels because the, the next one is like, the best thing ever it's christopher robin and it is probably the most surprising and hilarious trailer i've ever seen in my life it's the best really oh my gosh i did not expect it for a second i thought it was going to be like a i don't know like a saving mr Banks style like biopic almost sort of a thing and then he turns around and it's poo and he like talks but he's like a teddy bear and it's the <sighs> weirdest thing in the universe and i love it uh-huh. And also, I heard that Chris O'Dowd is going to play Tigger, and that's really weird. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know this movie was going to existed. I don't know why. Neither just, did I. It just it came, came out, out of nowhere, kind yeah. of. I never even put the pieces together that because this movie exists, we're going to see a live-action Tigger until you just mentioned it. It's so strange. I'm I'm kind of scared, but I'm really excited. I really want to see it. I mean... It's, it's got to be good. I well, The reason I say that is like, I would think it would be the worst thing ever in a funny way that I'd want to go see it. But it's directed by Mark Forster, who did Stranger Than Fiction, which is in my top 10 of all time. Really it's like one that, of my actually. favorite movies. And mm-hmm. it's really, really good. It's really well directed. And it's kind of, I feel like it was kind of ahead of its time. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Because of that, I really trust him, and I feel like he's going to make a good movie. And, I mean, it's got a great cast, so it's also a great concept. It's really funny, so I'll I'll see it. That's cool. Yep. I think it'll be passed off for comedy, knowing at least what Mark Forster usually does. It'll be kind of comedic, and it won't just be, like, super serious, which would be I mean, considering the trailer, it had those beats, I guess, where it was this serious kind of sad you know businessy thing where he like they had to let people go from the business and then all of a sudden it's like there's winnie the pooh right behind him yeah it's i think it's gonna be kind of comedic yeah but oh i hope it is at least it's it's definitely the most interesting trailer that's come out recently yeah i yeah i i agree with that i guess i really like the new infinity war trailer though yeah, it looks good. I'll admit, the first trailer was dumb, but this, you know, the new one is, is really good, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, this I guess one we really, can't talk last... about that. No, we can't talk about it, because we have to talk about Crimes of Grindelwald first. I know it was, like, a great Fine. transition. It was but a I'm, perfect transition. But I am, I am very specific. It needs to be in chronological order, or else I'm not even going to do the podcast anymore, because what's the point? Yeah, exactly. And and the podcasts couldn't exist without you because who would edit the, all the episodes? Right. Yeah. And who would say gosh Daniel? I mean, you'd yeah, just be up true. there and you just you'd say Daniel and that would be it. 
That's me. It'd just be me talking to myself really sadly because I'd have no one. I know, you're the only like, person. You're trapped in this room here, the recording room, and I, I come in every once in a while to talk to you. But, you know, what happens when I go? You know, that's that's the real... okay let's talk about fantastic beasts then get it out of the way honestly it looks good you you looked at it and you thought oh my gosh this is gonna be really dumb that's what you sent me before i saw it and i'm like oh no oh no and then i went and i looked at it and i'm like huh okay when i saw the set photo and everything jude law seemed like the wrong dumbledore and that would suck but then i watched it and i'm like no man that's dumbledore what so. the heck? Really? Yes. Okay, and maybe it's just the way the dialogue is. It might be the way the dialogue is delivered, and it might just be the way the dialogue is written. But he, he says something like, something about Newt has never been one to follow orders. And and just the way it, it seems Dumbledore. I'm, I'm sorry, but it is. It's totally Dumbledore. And I can imagine, you know, in 60, 70 years, he'd be the Dumbledore we all know and love. I can I imagine mean, it. I can see maybe, it. Maybe I thought that line was actually just kind of cringy because he wasn't a super old man and he wasn't saying it in that like super old man voice that always makes everything sound really wise. But yeah, well, I thought that was kind of... Yeah. I, I mean, feel like it was so good. I'm actually kind of excited now. Honestly, looking like at Johnny Depp, dude. though, that sucks. He doesn't even... I, I just... I don't see Dumbledore. He just looks like another just random person, honestly. I don't make He seems like another person, but then the dialogue is just right to the extent that I'm like, maybe he could pull it off. Because maybe I, it's I like... I mean, the I know, trailer didn't right. make me excited about the movie. It just... Like, I, I didn't like the music either, too. It sounded... It tried no. To, oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, that, I did not like that. It just made me so upset. It sounded actually. like it was trying to be like, it sounded like the score for the first Avengers movie. Yes, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. It was, and weird. I'm like, wait, are they trying? Do I hear something like a theme from the Harry Potter movies or the the last Fantastic Beast movie or something like that? Oh, but then it just sounds like a superhero theme kind of, because they dramatized it too much, I guess. Yeah, it I mean, it's not like that's what they're gonna do for the actual score, but still. It yeah, was cool I to know, see Hogwarts but... again as well. I like that Newt is going to Paris or whatever. That'll be kind of cool to see him. Grindelwald's like immediately out of prison and he looks horribly ugly. And I'm sad that we have to stare at his Johnny Depp's ugly face for a whole movie. But other than that, <laughs> uh-huh. other than that, I'm kind of cool with it. I like the concepts. Oh, yeah. We also saw um, whatever. Was it like Newt's previous? Would it Was it like his girlfriend? It's been a while since I've seen the last one. Yeah, it was his previous girl yeah. <laughs> i guess was she a malfoy or what was, no. who, what was her last name i'm trying to remember i have i i think she it was, was just it an was someone new character i know but she was someone she was like from a significant family okay i'm here i'm gonna look it up okay here you uh-huh. keep talking um well the fox jumped over the dog in the forest no talk about I... the trailer oh um I mean, I guess I could. Um, well, I thought it was weird how they were all like, Newt, you're the only one that can save us. I, I mean, I know they'll probably make a plot around it and give us a good explanation, but it just, ugh, I didn't like the trailer because it just said that, and then it expected you to just go with that. But I'm like, why? He's just 
a dude who was kicked out of Hogwarts and has a bunch of animals in his bag. And then he can save the wizarding world because of that or something. It was weird and it was annoying and it didn't make me excited one bit. And there wasn't any foxes jumping over any dogs. So didn't like that either. And I don't know how many beasts. How many what? Oh, it was Lita Lestrange. That's who she was. Oh, Lita Lestrange? Well, that's what I said. Not Lestrange? Well, it can be either because the way this was typed was like it was all one word, not le space strange. So, I mean, honestly, you just pronounce her name so strangely. Lita Lestrange. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, okay well, we'll, we'll go either way then. either way it's interesting and we see that character and there was like a picture of her that newt had in the last movie and so there's a character it's actually there so that's yeah. interesting i know that you know jk won't let us down i don't think honestly just because the first movie the first fantastic beast was good and it was yeah i'm surprised and it was in. It was a better movie than the Harry Potter movies. That's how, that's what I think. I mean, I know some people think that those movies are fantastic, but I really dare those people to like. I wonder if anybody likes the movies and thinks they're actually good. If they've ever, if like, if they read the books first, or if they uh-huh. saw them as an adult, because I know people who think those movies are masterpieces and who saw them as kids, and, and that's got nostalgic the main about reason. Them. The nostalgia, the... So... Yeah, that... I'm curious what people actually think who have had neither, because I I have heard people say those movies are good, and I guess the only one I haven't seen is the sixth one, but, like, I I don't really think that they're good movies. I think they they seem like awkward abridgments or summaries of the books in a weird way, because I know, like, a lot of other movies... When they make them from a book, it just it seems like they kind of made it fit the movie format. Whereas the Harry Potter ones just feel like an abridgment. They just cut out lots of scenes and then didn't really change anything else about it to make it make sense. Except when they randomly change things that actually make no sense. Like how nobody wears robes after like uh-huh. the fourth one. Well, there are there are like a few, I think. After the fourth one, they still... Like, in the school, they still wear robes? No, but, um, like, you go to, like... No, like, I, I just recently watched um, Deathly Hallows and even, like, part, Deathly Hallows Part 2. Nobody wears a robe. Everybody's yeah, just yeah. walking around in their normal clothes. In I, I watched those movies, and after hearing that and hearing someone <sighs> be upset about that, and um, I do remember that they don't they don't make robes a big deal, at, but they, they're still there, though. No, it's like it's, they just don't wear them. I was watching. It's inconsistent, which is they annoying. They just stop and I get wearing that. them, and it—they don't even have Muggle clothes. Is kind of the point, so it doesn't make any sense. Anyways, it's supposed to but, be a completely different culture, and they only use Muggle clothes to like blend in. Right, but most of them don't ever have to blend in, and so yeah. none of them have those kinds of clothes. Except it for... makes sense that Hermione and you know Harry and Ron have Muggle clothes. Yeah. But then when they get back to Hogwarts, not everyone at Hogwarts is supposed to be wearing regular clothes either. Yeah, it's just so weird. But I mean, that's aside from the point. Like the thing that gets me is 
Fantastic Beast kind of feels like it fits as a movie because it was written as a movie first and wasn't poorly adapted. Exactly. So, I don't know. It works. And I think that the new Fantastic Beast movie, minus Johnny Depp, might be good. So. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I don't think it'll be bad. That's for sure. No, just it won't the, suck. I just did not like the trailer. Yeah. I um, thought the trailer anyways, was good, but that's You know cool. what trailer I did like? I liked uh, the Infinity War Christopher trailer. Christopher Rob. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah, that one is cool. It We got some things where it's like, wow, all of their suits look a little more CG. <laughs> Who cares about that? It's it's finally happening, and it it just looks great. Who cares about like, the, I don't wanna, the I don't... suits? I care about the character dynamics and the interactions and like how everything will go down. And this kind of really without giving away a lot or much of anything does that. And it just kind of, it's just the perfect sample and it's cut together so well. And it just, I don't know. It got me so excited. And I'll admit when I saw it, I'm like, like, Oh wait, this could actually be good. Cause before (laughs) I didn't really think anything about it. And I'm like, eh, you know what? This could be good. And then they announced that, like, Thor and Thanos are going to be, like, the main characters that we get a lot of screen time for in that movie. And that sounds really weird to me. So I don't Yeah, know. that's really strange. It's going to be really weird with Thor because it's going to go from being directed by Taika Waititi. Uh, and, and he's going to be all, you know, humorous and whatever. And then it just immediately jumps to, like, the Russo brothers and Thor's, like... I'm angsty like I was in the first Thor and I'm annoying again. And I think I I think they'll be a little bit more careful than that because I was thinking about that too and I bet they got his insight. I bet they got Taika's, you know, like maybe met with him. Like I hope that's what happened. I think that's what have to happen. Like, I guess. Just, but what has- happened to Korg? I don't know. I just realized this. Korg was not in the trailer. Does that mean that he died off screen? Um, no. Yeah. No, no Korg is actually no. the first first um, thing that uh, no. Thanos kills in the no. movie. <laughs> it's like no. he has his, you know, accent and he, <laughs> he tells Thanos, he's like, you know, I will save the galaxy, a revolution. And then he, and then... That he says, Viva la revolution. <laughs> I actually just saw that movie like two nights ago. Really? Again, it was it was just as good. I liked it even more, actually, because I wasn't worried whether it was going to be good or not. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just think it's so funny that, like, I don't care if it's not true to Marvel because I never cared to begin with. I just think it's a good movie by itself. So. Same. And it's, the people like that, like, that. don't like Ragnarok usually are the people who are just like it's a, you know that's not how thor was and you know he just he just made it like a comedy when you know it could have been this great dramatic thing and it's it's all that kind of stuff where it's like you just literally wanted a different movie basically and you care about the whole and not the individual movie i guess and that movie maybe stood out too much as being unique I don't know. That's uh-huh. how I feel about it. That's why I like it because it's not like the rest. Yeah, and it's different in the sense that opposed to the humor being an element of the movie 
everything else is just an element of the humor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing is when you look at that movie as it is, which is just a comedy, it's not, I wouldn't call it even like, it's not like a comedy slash drama or comedy slash superhero movie. It's just a comedy, you know? Uh-huh. And so you have to, like, look at it by comedy rules. And when you look comedy. at it that way, it's great. So, Yeah, it's it's really, it's just really fun, I think. Yeah. I want it just for the commentary, actually. Like, I yeah. want to get it physical just for that. Yeah. Did you hear about the the Last Jedi um, movies anywhere thing? What what where specifically? They have like an exclusive edition of the Last Jedi where there's no dialogue. It's just the music. That's not a thing, is it? Yes, it is. Movies anywhere is doing like if you own it and it's on movies anywhere, it's like this is exclusive feature where you can watch it just with the score. And no dialogue. Huh. And no dialogue. They I had didn't this hear about on. That. On the Star Wars YouTube channel, they had this whole, like, featurette thing for it, and John Williams, uh, not John Williams, um, Ryan Johnson was talking about working with John Williams and how excited he was that this is, you know, a thing, um, because the score is so great, so. It is really yeah. good. I mean, I know you hated it when you saw it. You're like, it's You're... a laughable <laughs> score, and I'm like, but it's the best I love one. that score so much. I you just... talked to, you were like, you were you were crapping on it all over no, John I Williams' wasn't. hopes I just, and dreams. I thought it was funny that The Last Jedi would get an Oscar, like was nominated for an Oscar for it, just because I didn't understand. I'm like, well, isn't it just a lot of the, the same themes as... But yes, spoken I know. like I'm a idiot. true Marvel fan, huh? But you don't understand just... what a good score is because you're a Marvel <laughs> Whoa. fan. Whoa! Okay. I am learning. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm backing down because Michael Giacchino did the, the last line, few. Michael Giacchino uh -huh. did the last few. Mark Mothersbach did one, and those were good ones. So, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ragnarok okay. had a good score. Okay. That's true. I just love Led Zeppelin. The like, it just no the oh, score, not the soundtrack. I don't care. I don't care. Led Zeppelin. The it was score. so good. Yeah, Led Zeppelin's great, but anyways, the score. Yes, um, the score. The score was good too. Yeah, I'm mashing my keyboard because I'm so annoyed at how what you think about the score. So I'm sorry if you can hear that in the the sound that I'm <laughs> mashing my keyboard. Uh, Anyways, so I guess we could get into the movies that we're going to talk about, because there are two of them. Or do you want to talk about the movies that you saw that are old? Well, I wanted to talk about the Tag trailer. Oh, what was I didn't see that. I don't know what Tag is. Dude, it's a trailer. It's not that long. <laughs> I didn't see it, though. Okay, well, after this, you have to see it. But I want to talk about it real quick. I heard okay. about the concept for this movie, and I really thought it was cool. And it seemed like it was going to be like a fun, another fun comedy type thing. And the trailer kind of, I don't know, it reassured that it seemed, it just seems like another fun movie, I guess. And it's really similar in some sense to Game Night that it's dealing with, you know, an adult comedy and it's like an action movie and it's over a game, I guess. I don't know. Are you watching it right now? It's got Ed Helms in it. Yes, it does. Oh, All right then, selfish. folks. And John Hamm. Reaction. I like John Hamm. I can hear this. This is great. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Jeremy Renner. He's annoying. But Ed Helms. What? <laughs> Please tell me what's going on here. 
Prince has been playing the same game of tag for 30 years. What? What? For the entire month of May, every year we play tag. You're a You don't know when someone's gonna pop up. Congratulations, buddy. You're in. Doing great, Anna. Our buddy Jerry is the best that ever played. Now he wants to retire. Never been tagged. But why? This is a really dumb idea. I think it's fun. Well, what? Where's the plot, though? The plot is about friendship. But if somebody gets tagged, then they just tag somebody, and that's kind of it, right? Yes. I mean... Why, though? It's tag, okay? It's a fun game. I mean, it seems like it'll be a... It might be a dumb comedy that nobody will like instead of being a dumb comedy people like. Yeah, I think the only reason why I'm hopeful is just because of how well Game Night did. And it yeah. didn't necessarily do well, it just was good. Was so. that by the same creators, though? Well, not really. It's just, it's Warner Bros., though, I think, so. Oh. Yeah, I think they're, they have to add layers to it. Um making it more personal between their friendship, I think, in order to actually have a good plot. But oh, okay. From yeah. what I'm getting, is the plot is that they have to team up against one of their friends because this one dude has never been tagged and he wants to retire after this month of May. So, at least yeah. from what I got, was that the main plot of the movie was going to be them teaming up and to in order to, you know, finally get him. Yeah. Well, yeah, you sound really excited and enthusiastic about this. I'm, I'm really excited so about it. So glad we're on the same I'll page. I'll see anything with Ed Helms in it. I don't want to spend my money on it. Did you see the vacation, the new, you know, vacation no, movie? No. <laughs> well, then you won't see anything with Ed Helms in it. Okay, fine. Well, I like The Office. <laughs> yes, don't and we? And I all? saw The Lorax, so there's that. Oh, my. That's the only things I've seen with Ed Helms in it, but I like Ed Helms. It's a big one there. Is he in uh, anything fine. else? We can move on now, considering you just did a live reaction of the trailer. That was good, right? Yeah, I'm super happy for you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So um, we wanted to talk about, even you though saw the some Oscars old movies, yeah, the Oscars happened forever ago. Apparently, I mean, more like two weeks ago. But Deacon's got cinematography. And that's all I care about, and that's all I have to say. Yeah, we really hyped it up, and then we just kind of died, which is sad. But well, you it's know, not that we back. died; it's that you had to go on a vacation, and then the other thing happened, so we couldn't record the Oscars because you weren't on the other episode. And you're just always blaming somebody. It's because it's everybody else's fault. Okay. Yeah. I okay. blame the listener right. before I blame myself. <laughs> uh huh. Well, uh, then, yeah. I was actually watching, like, Oscar commentaries and stuff. Oh. And, and beforehand, groups of people talking about it, I got really mad, and I, like, disliked a video, and then I just closed <gasps> it, because some people are really dumb, and it makes me mad. But, uh, anyways. Why didn't The Greatest Showman get nominated for Best Picture? <laughs> Basically. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but it's, like, the best. I, I did see three Oscar-nominated movies kind of recently, even though they're old, yes. So, three billboards. Yes. And then I saw Lady Bird, which it was, was... great. Yeah, it was great. And then I, Tanya, just I just saw it tonight, which is funny. But, um, yeah, so three billboards. 
Um, I think it had a really good message and it wasn't, it was, it was a different movie, I guess. Cause honestly, recapping and or summarizing what happened would kind of be tough just because either so much happened in, I mean, it's hard for me to just state the premise of the movie in one sentence. I guess you could just say it's about, um, a lady who puts up, you know, three billboards trying to let the police know that they're not doing enough about her daughter's, you know, murder. But I, I think it's just, there's so much more to that. That's just basically the beginning of the movie. I don't want to spoil more. I'm not spoiling it, but so much more happens. And then by the end, I have to admit, I wasn't, there's, I wasn't satisfied at the end, but Mm. I I was fine with that (laughs) because it wasn't going to be a satisfying movie. Um, Right. And I don't know. It was, I liked it. It just, I don't know. I I, I didn't finish the movie and go, what? That's going to stick with me. That was amazing. Um, It just had a, it was really funny. And it had a good philosophy, I guess. It, it it knew what it was saying, and it it said it pretty well. And I feel like it what it was saying isn't found a lot in movies, um, you know, because there's a lot of movies that always have like a common message or a common philosophy, and this was a lot different. Hmm. Um, which which I liked. I liked how different it was. It definitely stood out. And then as for Lady Bird... Well, you know, no, no, rate it. Rate it. Oh, rate, rate all it. three categories. Um, I'm starting... I'm thinking maybe we should introduce a fourth category. Whoa. That, I don't know. I can barely handle three. Like, the point that it's making or its artistic value would be, like, a Or category. its philosophy. <laughs> like, its philosophy, its point, its artistic value, if that's there. If yeah. If applicable. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll give that 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 this new category probably an eighteen out of eighteen then, because that's cool. literally what I just said was such a standout part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then um, plot wise, I'll give it a seventeen. And then what's the other one? Uh, um, anything like special? Any? I think we did something about like the the. Oh, we had actors, right? The Character development and, like, how those are communicated on screen, I guess. Oh, my gosh. That's probably an 18 out of 18, just thinking about it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Did did Frances McDormand deserve the Oscar? Oh, heck yeah. I think she totally deserved it. Cool. And the um, the dude who got um, Best Supporting Actor deserved it, too. Cool. Over, what's his name? Over Woody Harrelson? Uh, Yeah, Woody. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. I knew it was Woody, but I just didn't know his last name. Um, yeah. And so, wait. So, characters is, yeah, it was, that like, that's what a lot of the movie was, like, relying on to be good and to progress the story. And it was just all character development and character, it was just all character based, I guess. Um mm-hmm. That that's where the movie really shines too. So I'd have to give that an eighteen out of eighteen. Um, and then, and then for like anything special or something like that, I'll probably give it like a sixteen or a sixteen point five, just to balance it out because I I gave it a really high score on the others. 
on the other categories. So yeah, right. That's my overall, and well, my over overall is probably a seventeen in total. Seventeen. Hmm. Maybe like a seventeen point three, almost a seventeen point five, but not quite there. That's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> and then moving on to Ladybird. Yeah, Ladybird. Oh gosh, I just I loved how it ended. It was so good. It, it was really. <laughs> that the ending like how Uh, it starts off is so strong and just how it ends is stronger i guess it's so i really liked i mean of course everything in between was great but (laughs) um because this movie totally just knew what it was going to say and it did it in one of the most realistic ways possible uh, and probably accurate ways possible, I think. And oh, yeah, watching, definitely. watching um, interviews with Greta Gerwig and what it, talking about what Lady Bird was about, um, it's so spot on. I can totally see what she was saying after having seen it. Um, plus, Greta Gerwig the, is the best. So She's I mean, the literal I don't bomb. even know. I have to say that because yeah. it's common sense. Can't wait to see her in uh, or hear her in Isle of Dogs. I'm really excited. Yay. I didn't even know she was in that movie. That's great. That movie. (laughs) Yay, it's coming out. We have to do a little segment at the end about how excited we are for it. Yes. So, Uh, a rating for The Lady of the Birds. The Lady of the Birds. Um, Characters. Yeah, that was, once again, really strong on characters. I'll give it, I want to say an 18 out of 18 as well. It might just be because I'm in a really good mood tonight. Um, but yeah, I'll give it 18 out of 18 for the characters. Mm -hmm. And then I really liked, like, they had so many, I mean, of course, Lady Bird was the strongest character, but her mother was like, oh, it was so good, that dynamic. I think Laurie Metcalf deserved an Oscar. She totally did. Like, that was the standout performance of the year for me. And having seen um, Alice and Janie, or yeah, I, I mean, in in I, Tanya, I have to say, Lady Bird's mom should have won. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah like because Alice and um, Janie is she's good, but all she did was just get into character really well. I think, mm-hmm. and she was just a mean person. That's that's all it was. Yeah, but. With um, Allison Metcalf is no wait not Lori no, Allison Lori Metcalf Alice Janney Lori Metcalf got it. Um, there was so much more I guess there was there was uh, more of a struggle you know they were both mothers <laughs> very different mothers but mm. like seeing the conf- the conflicting uh, sides that she had as a mother was so much more than just being a mean mom I guess yeah so. Yeah, I, I, I think she deserved the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Um, and, okay, back to Lady Bird. Uh, so, yeah, characters, 18 out of 18. Plot, I'll give it 17 out of 18. Yeah. And then... Um, uh, anything special? I don't I don't know. I don't... I, 17 out of 18 as well. And then um, philosophy, eighteen out of eighteen. Cool. Yeah, I think that's I think overall. That's overall, I'll give it like a seventeen. I, I honestly want to give it 
similar a similar score to three billboards i guess seven maybe i'll just 17.5 i'm doing it that's wow. that's the score that's really high too i'm realizing it's just so hard to tell since we're doing it out of <laughs> out of 18 yeah i don't know why we did this to ourselves <laughs> i don't know it's it's in some ways i can't rate anything in another way now like everything has to be out of 18 now so oh wow that's that's something there i, I don't everything. like i don't like the fact that i don't like using rating as a thing to compare it with how you right. rated other movies i guess yeah, that shouldn't I feel be like it should be its own base. unique thing for it as itself because if they're like well oh then that means you liked Lady Bird as much as you liked this, you know, other movie you that like you read the, the same. Last Jedi more than Lady Bird. You it's know, just, you think uh, Je- you the Last can't. Jedi is objectively a better movie than Lady Bird. You know, it's like that's not what the ratings are for—is There's to compare such... them. It's just that they're different movies, and yeah. we think it's this good. Like, it's not in comparison to this movie, it's better or worse. Mm-hmm. That's what I so. have uh, struggled with on Letterboxd, yeah. where I'm like, okay, I have these two movies, and they're. I've rated them the same amount of stars, yet this movie, I just, I think about the movie and I'm like, wow, but the, you know, I had this and then I think about the other movie and then I'm like, should I be rating them differently? Because they're such different movies. They're on such a different scale of how much I like them, yet they're both the same amount of stars. Right. Yeah. Cause like I gave Sicario five stars on Letterboxd, but I didn't give The Last Jedi five stars on Letterboxd and I like The Last Jedi a lot more. So uh-huh. it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's so hard. you can't like compare the yeah i don't know it's tough definitely um but i guess moving on to itania because that's the freshest in my mind mm-hmm. um this is just your uh, average gosh daniel service i'm announcement um i want to say that itania very inappropriate i forgot to mention that when reviewing it so yes there were moments where I closed my eyes because it's very inappropriate. So, I mean, I kind of did that with Lady Bird, too. And then there was, uh, well, these movies are really messed up, okay? So just be prepared for that when you watch it. They're still really good, though. Actually, actually, you know what? Just just go to the IMDb Parents Guide for each of these movies if you want to, you know, watch them. That's what I always do, especially when they're rated R or something like that. So now back to your uh, regular regularly school programming like the philosophy is definitely 18 out of 18 i I don't know that's probably what stuck with me by the end because i mean it was a really messed up movie and you had a lot of people to not like yet i don't know there was so much conflict in that movie and as you're watching it you're conflicted because it's just so messed up but it's such a I, I thought it was a really good movie actually. I really it was enjoyable, interesting, and yet it was saying something that was important, I think. But it wasn't, no. you know, like a, a a piece just meant to have a stance on and just say it to you and like you're just being told it and it's super blatant. It's kind of more subtle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um which is interesting. And so I have to um give like the special anything special or i just loved how it was edited and i don't know if you saw the trailer but there was like a point um where she would turn to the camera and then um 
Margot Robbie, she would she like said, oh, this didn't happen or something like that. And I like that that part of the trailer. Yeah, that's a part of the whole movie. It's really cool, actually. I think it's like, I mean, I I guess I could find that some people would be annoyed by by it, but I just thought it was uh, added another layer uh, to how it was being told and of course you know comedy um Mm -hmm. and so i think they were just really creative with how they told the story it could have been just another like biopic i guess or just another oh well here's this historical event and it happened oh here's some news footage and here's some you know actual you know real life footage of what happened and we're mixing and mixing it in with the movie and then uh, yeah, look, she struggled, and I don't know. They just got really creative. The soundtrack, not the soundtrack, I'm sorry, but the music they used was great. I love the music. Um, and uh, I guess, so yeah, for something special, I, I, I'd probably give it like a 17.5. I really liked how it was all put together. Um, it Like, you know when it's edited, and it's just, it feels fun because of how it was edited. Right, which yeah. I super, I totally appreciate because I totally get that, you know, being in the editing room. Of course, I've never actually worked on a, a movie and or like a real movie you and then being in an editing room. But then why are you I've edited things before and I, I get the fulfillment or satisfaction when something's edited right. And because I've edited things, I guess. So yeah. it's, I, I can appreciate that to a, a, a greater level, I think. Um, and so, yeah, 17.5 for that characters 17 um uh plot 16.5 um and maybe i'll just give it a 16 for plot yeah 16 probably and then uh what was the last thing oh wait i gave philosophy an 18 i think and then 17.5 then 16 and then we had Wait, is that no? That's three. Is that four? I can't count anymore. Ugh, this is so. Did you do like stressful. production value and stuff. I mean, you did. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's everything. I'm not sure. I don't know. If, you if gave it an people who are listening to this actually matter. care, then just tweet Nobody us about cares. how horrible. It's an old movie now. <laughs> that's true. Let's talk um, about overall... some current movies once you're done. Okay. Uh, uh, overall, is like a a 17 or maybe a 16.5 but yeah (laughs) anyways um current movies yay for being in with the times now i am current i went to go Uh see a wrinkle in time and tomb raider Ooh, Uh, let me let me hear it let me hear all about it so a wrinkle in time i'll I'll spoil it now a wrinkle in time is better than tomb raider and they both kind of stink Ooh, wow i'll go into depth chronologically once again let's talk about a wrinkle in time a wrinkle in time (laughs) is a movie that i simultaneously really want to like and have fond memories of seeing and how just like overall i enjoy the concept of it and i kind of almost want to watch it again but at the same time it's garbage and it was embarrassing to watch in the theater because it was so cringy Uh uh-huh now the cinematography the editing the the visual look of it the uh you know just the way it was shot is very unique and strange and just not something you'd expect not something i've actually really seen in a movie before to be honest it's it's wholly unique 
in that way. Uh-huh. That's really good. Production quality and value. I kind of want to give it like a 17. It's really good. It's fantastic. It's really unique. I mean, it is Disney, so. Well, no, it's not just like a, but it doesn't look like any other movie I've seen. It's, it's a really unique way of shooting a movie, you know? Okay. Like, you know how Wes Anderson has his way of like really, really long panning shots with action Mm -hmm. going, you know, like he has all of his unique things, symmetrical shots, stuff like that. It's like, it's that level. Well, I mean, it's not as good as that, but it's like, (laughs) it's, it's that level of like unique to the director. You know, it's not, it doesn't look like another movie because of that. You know, it has, it'll have these weird kind of bokeh shots throughout the movie. It has like some really interesting kind of close up shots. Um, Yeah, it's very, I've never really seen a movie that's shot like using bokeh all over the place. But, Wait, uh, what's bokeh? That you know, like so... just the the um, like you know how it'll have uh, with like a DSLR, how you'll like shoot something, and the the background will be kind of blurred, and you have kind of lights in the background, and you can kind of see them glow, you know, things uh-huh. like that. That that's the kind of thing you see all over in like a cinematic movie, and I I don't think I've really seen movies that do that in like. In, in the kind of way that they do it. It's it's uncommon. It's strange. I haven't seen it like that. And it's really good. It looks pretty. That's um, cool. It's funny because boca in Portuguese means mouth. Really? Yeah. That's funny. I think I think it's not spelled like... It's not like B-O-C-A, though. It's like... I thought it was like B-O-H-K-A. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Oh, oh my. Something then. like that. Is No, it's, it's B-O-K-E-H. That's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The aesthetic quality of a blur produced in an out-of-focus part of an image created by a lens. The way the lens renders out-of-focus points of light. Anyways, it, it, it looks good. It's interesting. I haven't seen a movie shot like that. It definitely took a lot of editing to make it even make sense, I can tell. Because it's just, I don't know, it's weird. But while its production value is really good... And the concept of the story and the world is good. And maybe even the story is good. The dialogue is really painful and bad. And it feels like it doesn't... I I almost want to say it feels like two different scripts. But it's totally not two different scripts. It's just you have parts of it that feel like they were ripped directly from the book. Right? Mm -hmm. And so it's it's like a kid's book level of like whimsical dialogue that doesn't work in a movie and sounds really awkward and strange uh and is actually cringy to watch and and it's not like wow this is this is quirky it's like this is unenjoyably painful um and then when there aren't lines like that there are kind of normal lines every once in a while mixed in and those are fine and then there's a line that you can tell disney inserted about being yourself like it's repeated over (laughs) and over be yourself like in the middle of random dialogue and blah 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 and be yourself. <laughs> That's kind of how it feels, and it it's awkward, and bad, and the dialogue in that way does not work. And it's interesting because it it's either the dialogue that makes the actors' performances feel weak, or it's the actors' performances that are weak. Because you have good actors in it, but it all is just unconvincing and weird and. 
I don't know. It it doesn't feel like any of the acting is good. Maybe it's how uh-huh. maybe it's how it's directed or whatever. Maybe it's just the dialogue. I don't know, but it's kind of mostly just terrible acting. And Chris Pine kind of seems like he's overacting, to be honest. And huh. that I also thought was strange because I don't feel like he's had like a bad performance that I've seen, but it felt like he was kind of overacting. Maybe that's just me. So I mean, he was in Into the Woods, so I don't think he's yeah. allowed to be a bad actor. So Ugh, you're probably gross. wrong. One of the worst movies ever. The worst movie no, was, in the was, world. It was a great movie. It was a great movie. Shh, it was okay, amazing. no, Assassin's okay, Creed. Continue. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's bad in that way. So it's pretty, and the world is unique, but that the pretty part is just how it's made, and the world comes from the book, and then every other part of the adaptation is really lackluster and uncomfortable to watch. I, w- I would call it uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just it's too cringy. Take your kid to go see it. They'd like it, maybe. But it's, I mean, it's Disney Channel level bad <laughs> acting uh-huh. and uh, and dialogue in some parts of the movie. So I don't know if I'm going down the list. It would be like production quality, 17. And then the philosophy behind it is really just there might have been something else there to begin with, but then it just kind of got replaced with Disney's be yourself and fight the darkness within you by being you and and loving yourself or something and it doesn't feel i don't know it feels like part of it's there and then part of it's like covered in the gross disgusting disney sweet gunk so uh-huh i'll give it like a 14 uh and then um characters and like how they're portrayed the acting just seems bad and the characters i didn't care about and i had no idea why the characters were doing things together so yeah i want to give that a 14 and the in the plot is like it's interesting kind of when it's there but the pacing is really all over the map until the last bit of the movie so that's also kind of a 14 so, I don't know. The movie overall feels kind of more like a 14 for me. Well, I actually, I should give the character something worse because it was actually legitimately horrible and painful to go through. So, I should give that like a 12. Overall, yeah, it's a 14 out of 18. Overall, yeah, 14 out of 18. Because there were some elements that were really good and made me want to like the movie. And then some elements that are like, why? Why is this even a movie? Oh yeah, That's and then there the were all worst. the then the soundtrack was kind of bad because every it's like it just felt like a Disney Channel original song every five seconds. Like there was like two minutes in between the song one time, and they like two different songs like back to back like that. It was obnoxious the amount of like montage um, crappy pop song there were pop songs there were. Uh-huh. I don't know. It was kind of wait. Did they actually like use an accessible legit movie. songs though? Did huh? they use songs that have already been made, or did they made make songs just for the movie? It felt like maybe I'd never heard them before, so my guess is they made them for the movie. They probably air on Disney Channel, like in support of Wrinkle in Time in theaters now, and then they play the song, and it's by like someone stupid on Disney Channel. I don't know, uh-huh. but like, yeah, it's they kind of marketed it like it would be 
enjoyable to parents too or just normal people they didn't market it really like it this is just a kids movie and it's just about kids and that's it but seeing that Mm -hmm. movie it's like i don't think it could really be extremely enjoyable unless you're maybe under 10 so Uh yeah that, that that's all i have to say well, I have a mental capacity of a nine-year-old, thank goodness. So, so I can you'll love this. it. You'll love it. Yeah. Especially if I'm you loved confident. Into the Woods. So it means you like bad things. Yes. It's my favorite movie. Yeah. Five stars on Letterboxd. Nice. <laughs> well, I give it a five out of 18, so. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad movie. And in a lot of ways, I like it. I, on Letterboxd, I give it like three stars. It's to the point where it's an enjoyable movie. It's just, it's not good i guess uh-huh. in in a cl- it's it's barely good maybe i i could put it that way um tomb okay. raider was more um, dumb i think and it was because it was aggressively average i i think i heard like a review where somebody said that and i'm like that could not be more true aggressively, aggressively average it was everything you'd expect plus a few surprises that were boring like the fact that she's broke she has no money because she just won't sign her the deal to take over her company or that her dad left her when he died or something like that because she she wants him to take it back because she just believes that he's going to come back and so she just lives her life entirely broke and she's like constantly trying to get money and do things like the, the beginning of this the movie is like this bike race between her and some dudes because if she wins the bike race she'll get some cash Wow. Which is like just really random and weird. That's the thing is that the action scenes are sometimes like really kind of brutal or sometimes really well thought out and interesting. I'd feel like most of them are. They all feel like they're kind of video game like um, what's it called? You know, the cutscenes. No, not cutscenes, but it's like when they kind of stop time. Uh, for you to press a button and then they quick time events that's kind of what i feel like it feels like a lot of the action scenes are like really like intense like giant like grand scale kind of quick time events which is kind of what tomb raider is so it kind of fit but (laughs) it was the pacing and the story just seemed so generic and i didn't care and one of the character likes really like kind of cares about the other character and he's like i'm not gonna leave that character uh until we know like they're okay and we don't really ever see them bond exactly so it's just it's really strange that they're willing to risk their lives for each other stuff like that where i i don't know it was just boring and dumb and then they're like the the bad guys are like stuck outside of this giant cave trying to solve the puzzle and they can't do it, and they've been there for like a decade or something like that. And they have to, they, they, so they try to get her to do it, and she does it in two seconds. And literally, all you do is you spin this wheel, <laughs> and then it opens. It was like it was <laughs> really, yeah, like there were a few different wheels, and then you spin them, and then it just kind of opens. And I feel like it's a basic enough puzzle, even at its most complex, that if you had a decade. You could just try every single, like, you know, part of the wheel, of each wheel, until you get there. You would have the time in 10 years, so there's kind of no excuse, I think. The puzzle was dumb. And then you get in there, and it's like, there was a good twist in there. I don't want to spoil it, but 
overall, I almost considered leaving the movie. I was I uh, not almost considered. I did consider leaving the movie, as did uh, the person I saw it with, Hunt, the Bunt Gunter Schmunter. We both thought like we this we have to sit through this whole thing. Like the first ten minutes, I'm like, do I have to sit through this whole thing? It was hard to get into until the end. I think the last third of it, like I could actually focus on what was happening in the story. But the first two thirds, I was like, I'm sitting here uncomfortable in a theater, being bored out of my mind, not engaged in the story at all, not immersed. And I don't really want to be here. This feels like a giant waste of time. Uh, that That's kind of how I felt about it. So it's like, while technically... It's not like the worst made movie in the universe or something like that. I just had an overwhelmingly bad time with it. So, I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe that that's kind of a subjective thing, but I really did not enjoy it. Um, well, that's good to know. Yeah, Production quality, it was kind of neither here nor there. It was fine. I guess, like I said, some of the action scenes were good, but everything else about it was like shot in a really boring way. And it wasn't particularly, like, well-designed as far as sound design goes or editing. I don't know. Nothing about it was too incredible, so I'll just give it, like, a 15 or something. Okay. And uh, what else? Um, Philosophy really doesn't apply here at all. At least if there (laughs) There is is a philosophy philosophy that they're trying to apply, it doesn't come through. And so that's kind of the problem... That like that's kind of why I'm kind of unsure about the, the the rating system that I just invented because maybe it should be only like do that if it's applicable like if it tries to tell you something and if not it's just a dumb action movie and you give it like a fifteen and it doesn't have any bearing on the score. Yeah, I wonder if I like know. can a good movie not have a philosophy or a point? I don't think that's even possible. Maybe. Yeah, it's, it's good just, because it's, it's a dumb action movie that doesn't have anything interesting to say. So, so yeah, I don't know, give it like a 15. It doesn't say anything poorly. It just it doesn't really say anything. So. Well, I mean it it says a lot about being a strong female lead. So, no, I actually like that was kind of one thing that I actually kind of liked about it the more I think about it is like it weren't they weren't trying to do what I feel like from the bits of it I've seen that the original Tomb Raider was kind of trying to do. Or it's like, this is a, this is a, you know, this is, this is a, I don't know. Like it's, they tried to make it seem like it's really sick. Like this is the coolest female protagonist in the universe and she kicks everybody's butt and so much better than men. Right guys. And I, I don't know. I felt like the way that they handled this was like, she's just kind of, good at things well she's not even good at things which i did think was weird like she gets beat up and she loses and she gets stabbed and kind of loses every fight so i don't know but yet she can solve a puzzle with she can a solve a puzzle wheel. she can solve a puzzle that's true she solves two or three puzzles in this movie wow that's a record right yeah. there and then at the end or something <laughs> no spoilers at the end no. But, oh, wait, no, there was a cheesy, dumb thing at the end that I really hated. She picks, she, like, goes to this gun shop, and she picks up two handguns that look like they're from Tomb Raider, and they look really dumb and cheesy and stupid-looking guns, and she's like, I'll take them both. She said something like, ooh, I'll take two. And that was kind of the end of the movie. 
Wow. Something like that. And it, I don't know. It was dumb. It was really cheesy. Um, but Alicia Vikander was fine. So. I mean, are you sure she was better, though, than her predecessor? Pretty dang sure. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. You know, I just wanted to clarify. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, another weird thing that they did was, like, they had two or three jump scares. <laughs> like, throughout the movie, randomly, they're just jump scares. What? Yeah, and they were so predictable. The first one got me because I did not care enough about the movie that I wasn't really paying attention. I'm like, oh, there's probably going to be a jump scare up here because it's all dark and you can't see anything. Oh! <laughs> but the, the second two, like, were not the least bit startling or interesting. And I, it's just so weird that they lent itself, it lent itself towards, like, she got horribly stabbed in the stomach with something and had to, like, take it out. And, like, you see that on screen as she's, like, taking something out that's literally impaling her. And then there are these jump scares. And then she drowns a guy in the mud. And it's, like, a brutal fight. It's, like, stuff like that. Like, some of the action gets really brutal and weird. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, what else? Characters. <sighs> I didn't really care. It yawn. Wasn't, it wasn't like this. Is that your rating, though? I just yeah, that, yawn. Was, that was my rating. Um, I, I didn't really care about them, so, and I don't really understand why, I don't know, 15. I feel like I'm rating some things better than I am rating Wrinkle in Time, but the thing about Wrinkle in Time is that some things were good, <laughs> and, uh, and plot and story and that sort of stuff was like, garbage uninteresting pacing bad you know all that stuff so i don't know there was like one interesting twist kind of a thing but mostly just bad uninteresting didn't want to be there because of it so that's a 12 a 12 so everything's a 12 so hey remember when we used to rate things out of 12 if that was oh still gosh, today yeah you know? that was like the first time we rated something and then we just immediately changed it to 18 without thinking about it that was good i mean i do keep on referencing that though like you do that every single time (laughs) okay it's never gonna get old it's already old it was old the first time whatever it was old in the lego batman episode man whoa those were the days right there oh yeah yeah anyways so i'd give the movie overall uh I don't know. I enjoyed it like I enjoyed it so much less than Wrinkle in, a Wrinkle in Time, but I That's don't weird. Know. For some reason I think like the cheesy action movie would be better than the it, really annoying kids movie. It might be technically better, but there were I felt like there were more redeeming qualities about Wrinkle in Time than there were about Tomb Raider. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of a subjective thing, but I want to say like if a Wrinkle in Time is a 14, Tomb Raider's a 13. Okay, so. so they're close. Yeah. All right. It's they're just close I kind of enjoyed badness. myself watching Wrinkle in Time and Tomb Raider was like, why did I do that? So. <laughs> uh-huh. but, okay, hey. cool. Next week will be kind of a combination of both because there's both Pacific Rim and Isle of Dogs. So, And <gasps> oh Isle of Dogs goodness. is my most anticipated movie of the year, so I'm happy. That's exciting. And then after that, next the next week after that is Ready Player One. So Yeah, which I've heard from reviews is a decent movie made from a horrible book, which I finished and is 
not a I will talk about it during the Ready Player One review. I will like write things. I will write things down and I will I will I don't know. The thing is, I started reading it and disliking it before Twitter exploded about how people don't like it. So I like didn't really know other people felt the same way. I thought I had like an original opinion here and then everybody else <laughs> apparently thinks the same way. Well, not everybody else. It's, it seems like it's there's a vocal minority that doesn't like it i'm i guess i'm sort of part of that or maybe it's a majority who knows reviewers uh-huh. critics don't like it so there's that anyways well well i mean the the I movie mean, the critics of the movie seem to like the yeah, movie at but least, the book so critics of the book yeah book critics the book, bad i mean bad, you definitely bad, feel bad, bad, bad strongly book. about how bad it is i thought it was a cool concept it's poorly i was written. annoyed the concept the only, is not unique the, to it the, the, it's hello boring. i was talking no here. hello okay, no, yeah, go ahead hello go ahead the only the only like I, I did you see jenny nicholson's video that she did oh yeah, about yeah i saw it? that yeah it was so great because not only was she making fun of the fact that sure like i guess people give her a hard time or something like that because she might not get the references or something like that because she's a girl or something like that but uh she also <laughs> made fun of the fact that people only like it because it lists things they know yeah and she like literally just changed the names of something and it immediately showed you how stupid it was because Uh it's like it is actually a list that's all and Uh that's what i thought was unique she said something else on twitter about it that i had kind of been thinking the whole time like the first thing i thought when i read like the first chapter is this is some of the worst exposition i've ever read in a book it's horribly written and then Jenny Nicholson tweets out like a week or two later. She's like, uh, ready player one or a book that is 90% exposition by the person in the world, like by the person, by the worst person in the world at writing exposition, I think is what she said. Something like that. And it is, it's like the whole thing is exposition and it's not exposition about the Oasis. It's exposition about all the other stories that are better (laughs) basically. (laughs) And he, he, he sucks at writing exposition. The dialogue is bad. The characters are all just the same character in a lot of ways. And also, if you think Ray is a Mary Sue and you don't think the main character of Ready Player One is a Gary Stew, then I can't fathom. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't fathom that because he is the most egregious uh, character. Like as far as you know, being a Gary Stew, like. I've never read a character that bad. Yeah. It's and and I can I get the references. It's not that I just don't get the references and I'm salty. Like I got the references even some of like the really weird ones that he only mentioned one time. Like I I got it. It's just not good. <laughs> it's poorly written. It's dumb. And it just rides on the nostalgia that you have for, I don't know, Blade Runner and Rush, which I, I mean, Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies. Rush is one of my favorite bands, but that's not going to carry it for me. You have to tell a good story yourself. And I, especially if it's, if you're, if you're writing a book though, mm-hmm. like a book isn't a screenplay. It isn't a movie. It's like what you can do with a book is, is, totally different it's such a different format and it's not just yeah it's not just laying words out on a piece of paper really it's it's more of there's more like uh, more layers to it i guess you get a different sensation from it because 
I don't know. He just didn't. He wasn't creative in any aspect of his writing. I guess no. Like and he it needs wasn't to even take that a he wasn't creative. creative it was just bad. <laughs> like that's my problem with it is when people think it's like super creative when it's kind of just a rip off of that concept that's already been around for lots and lots of years, but just you made it with references, and yeah, and two. So it's kind of the most generic form of that kind of genre in existence. And then on top of that, it's it's not just like it's this is a boring way of writing something. It's like, no, I wouldn't call it boring. I'd call it bad, like <laughs> painful to watch. Like if you'd rate the quality of the production and the story and the characters, if I were to rate it like I rated a movie, um, Ready Player One, as far as the uh, production value, would be like... I don't know, a two. <laughs> the The plot wow. would be so generic and boring, I'd probably give it like, I don't know, a middle of the way through, like a nine or a ten. It's just, it's generic and boring and doesn't really have a kind of twist for it. The characters all feel exactly the same because they're all just the same. We all get all of the references for no reason. Gary Stu's sarcastic and not in a funny way kind of things. I would rate that, you know, also a two and uh you know the philosophy the thing it has to say is if you get references you're cool and kind of seems to feed into like toxic fan bases that's kind of all it seems to me to be you're so right it's like it's, it's it's the anthem of the toxic fanboy and i'm not a fan of that kind of fanboy as <laughs> not a if fan you've boy. if you've listened <laughs> to if you've listened to the Scarif transmission, the the Star Wars podcast I have, like a lot of that's just like, no people, stop being toxic about Star Wars. Like, just either enjoy it or don't, but don't be like, I don't know. And so I, I wouldn't have anything pleasant to say about that. I feel like it does have to try to have that kind of message. And then at the end, they're like, you know, when you're spending the entire time in the game and that's the only thing that matters in your life and you win the game and everything about your life that's good is because of the game. And then at the end, they're just kind of like, well, you know, it's a, it's real life that really matters, guys. And... <laughs> I mean... Yes. I mean, I, don't I even figured think he we'd go over it. this in the Ready Player One review. Right. Okay. Okay. You're right. It's basically conclusion is that I think it's a horribly written book, but if you find enjoyment in it... And there can be enjoyment there's enjoyment that can be found in that book and an adaptation of it could be fine or even incredible i don't know but if you find enjoyment in that book that's fine continue enjoying it that's cool i i don't i don't want to trash your your feelings i'm sorry about that but i i hate it with everything in my being and i don't hate anybody i don't hate people for liking it i just honestly it is the most painful reading experience that I've, I've had in a very long time. And I had to get some things on my chest. Anyways, there uh-huh. we go. There we go. That's a conclusion. Wow. Yeah. That's quite the conclusion. Yep. There. Um, it's real quick. It's funny, you know, that there's that one girl in ready player one, the movie, and she's also in thoroughbreds, which I want to see. So I just thought I'd say that because that's something that's there. Yeah. But anyways, yay. I want to see thoroughbreds too. <laughs> I, t- I, I, sh- I, well, I shared my mom the trailer, like I texted it to her. 
because she was wondering if there were any good movies in the theater to see. And I get home. She's like, yeah, I saw it. It, it looked okay. And then she started talking about the plot. And she starts, like, you know, naming off characters and telling the, like, different things. I'm like, what are you doing? How do you know all this? And she's like, well, I looked it up because I wanted to learn more about what? the movie. And then I'm like, what? But you just spoiled the movie. Did she spoil <laughs> and it she's for like, you? Well, yeah, well, like a her. chunk of it. And she's like, well, it was on the internet. So and I'm like, that's why people avoid the internet yeah. uh, about certain <laughs> movies when they want to see a movie. That's funny. And she's like, oh. Uh, it was funny that's yeah funny. but i hopefully i'm gonna go see it soon i don't have a movie pass well that's so the I can't thing is go... isn't, isn't even like in a theater near me i don't think like i can't find it wait it's a really small yeah it's wait a small... no okay there's a 9 30 showing at one theater near me that's it <laughs> wow yeah it's a really small movie geez I mean, I already told you this, but it's it's based off of the script for a play, which I think yeah. is super cool. I don't know. That's I just cool. I like like the fact that someone read this script for a play and was like, "This should be a movie." This is, and then just thinking about the concept as a play, that'd be cool to go see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's true. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say, and I'm trying to wrap this up. You know, definitely not because I have to go to bed or anything because I have to wake up super early tomorrow right, no, or anything like that. Not that no. Um, but because I'm just, I think it's time, and I want to, you know, uh, relieve the listeners of having to listen to any more of us uh, ramble. Yeah, you know, they really say bramble. That's why they listen. I was gonna say because they hate bramble. It. Yes. Bramble. Um, <laughs> What's wrong with me? Uh, you know what? Okay. Movie pass. Literally, I'm looking at it right now, and it says, Coming soon, Pacific Rim, Sherlock Gnomes, Ready Player One, and there's no Isle of Dogs. Oh my gosh. What the heck? MoviePass has got to get on it. Like, I really need Isle of Dogs. It's going to be the best. I I still think you're getting your money's worth for sure, but if they just find just kind of missing movies that's gonna get annoying i mean i don't okay i found thoroughbreds on there right but like so like if i can watch thoroughbreds i'm gonna be able to see isle of dogs which is a lot of people's most anticipated movie you know yeah yeah i mean they're still showing showings for jumanji at the orchard like still (laughs) i mean i i rented that tonight and watched it like it's literally still got it's still in the theaters so some and movie pass still has it on there so I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's got to be there. It's got to come up sometime. But I don't know why they're advertising Sherlock Gnomes. Yeah, that's really, really that sad. That is weird. I remember Gnomeo and Juliet. I remember watching that movie. I didn't even like it as a little kid. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I watched it all the way through. But it seemed kind Dumbest of dumb to thing me ever. then. Okay, wait. I I just realized I'm dozing off. So I better oh, go. Oh, you just realized. Yeah, right. Okay. It was just, oh my goodness. Oh, I just oh there you go. Had... Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah there I'm going. Sleep. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm gone now. Right, fine. Well, I'll talk to you later, jerk yes, face. Yes, but we have to shout out some things, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, so we have some patrons, because they're nice people, and I know them, and they're the best. And there's Hunt the Vunt Gunter Schmunter. You're only saying that because they give you money. No. <laughs> and there's Noreen, and there's He Who Wishes Not to Be Named, and there's... 
Um, there's there's Muffin Princess 1000 and you know, lots of great people. Oh, yeah, the Schmeckeldorf family. They're cool, I guess. I mean, no, they're, uh, they're fine. Huh. I like the Schmeckeldorfs. Uh, you know who you are, Schmeckeldorfs, and thank you for listening. And uh, that is, I think that's it. And there's a patreon.com slash gosh Daniel if you yourself want to be a part of something magical like this. We do uh-huh. bi-weekly podcasts, except for when Daniel stinks. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Which is all the time. So that's going to be cool. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be on a trip from Friday to Tuesday. Oh, my word. So, yeah. There's a possibility the podcast could get a day late or something. But I won't. I won't. I'll try not to let that happen and i mean i can always just record a solo episode because everyone could use a bit more but we're Daniel talking about isle of dogs man i'm not gonna miss it i'm not gonna miss oh, it. oh that's true no it'll be daniel's solo review no, of isle of dogs no and you're just gonna say zero zero out of 18 the book ready no, player I, I'll one just, was better i'll be like you know it was good but i really liked sherlock gnomes oh, you know yeah of course that's what just, that's definitely what you so, would say knowing you uh-huh yeah. knowing me and my horrible taste also real quick we have uh twitter in case you know you never a gosh heard that before twitter. and if you did make it to the end tweet us we haven't got a tweet well in i mean while. we have by our but yeah it's been a while um so we don't know if people are still uh making it to the end that's <laughs> it's true. really really sad I to say but don't. it's actually kind of true i know a few so, people who listen to the end but they're not common that's good um, so if you do listen to the end, then tweet us, um, what should, what should we have them say? We should say, um, Daniel is better than Bob. Yes. Tweet that. Well, that was last, that was the last episodes. I'm pretty sure. That, wait, what? Yeah. 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 Tweet us. Um, Bob is better than Daniel and, or, or maybe you could just say hashtag Daniel loves ready player one. Daniel, <laughs> hashtag Daniel loves RPO. <laughs> Oh yeah, just because I don't hate it as much as you. It means Hashtag that I, I Daniel love it. loves RPO. Okay. Okay, whatever. I'm not gonna like freak out or anything. Or you could send all what of you those want things from me. in a tweet. Hashtag Daniel loves RPO, and then you could also say that Daniel is better than Bob, which would I mean, if da- if it's true, the first statement, then the second one would have to be false. It'd be a fallacy, but still. Whoa! Someone um, took logic. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Um, but uh, bye. Oh, oh right. man, I'm dozing. We didn't. We didn't even bye talk. Wait, now. no, man. Like, there's bye. another thing. Because uh, we forgot to plug our, the rest of our things. There's a full oh. archive of our episodes at goshdanielrandstopblogspot.com, with all the ones from before the last 25 episodes. Oh, so. and then there's also there's also the thing where it's like, please rate us. Rating <laughs> us is the very best thing you can do. It helps people find our podcast and helps us finally reach that precious milestone of 100 subscribers, which is very small in a lot of ways. But then you consider the fact that it's 100 different people subscribing to something that we make, and that's super cool. But help us and reach that a- milestone, and the best way you can do that is to, uh, to you know, rate your things, to rate. And it's podcast. the the fact that this is also a podcast, so it's actually a lot harder to, to do this kind of it's thing. It's true. Than yeah, the only like way we YouTube get out there, something. The only way we can get out there is by people rating it. So, 
That's really exciting. I'm happy. I think I'm so happy that I can just leave and sleep now. Oh my that's gosh. how happy you I am. That's so true. You know, oh no, man. We were at 81 subscribers and now we're at 75 because of our week off. Oh my gosh. You said uh, we were at 100, so. We, were, we almost reached there. I was saying you can help us reach 100. That's oh. what I was saying. Well, um, that's okay. That's sad. It We've is actually, really sad, but um, maybe it'll not improved, yeah. and we didn't we didn't stay where we were. We actually just got worse. We got worse. <laughs> we'll never leave you people again. I'm sorry. Uh, thanks for listening. Okay. Goodbye now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>